0: Okay, thank you. Morning. Wednesday, I think it's the 7th of March. Things are getting, warming up and they are getting more serious. And um, this paper that uh, Gina has just given me about um, leaving a legacy is speaking big time to me. Um, He says... um, he hadn't spent time mentoring and empowering leaders who could take over when he left the church. He had not assisted the church in finding a successor to himself. He had not addressed destructive patterns of behaviour and conflict conflict in the church membership. While I had reasonably fulfilled my pastoral responsibilities, I would simply perpetuated a pastor-dependent culture. Anybody in a pastor-dependent culture? Because my suggestion to you is you get out from under it as fast as you can. You are not meant to be pastor dependent. You're meant to be an absolute cling on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm not going to mince my message this morning because when I woke this morning I felt so heavy uh, about the whole thing of what was going on. And I knew what it was. Uh, My people perish, the word says, for lack of knowledge. And it's lack of knowledge of God that they perish. It's not lack of knowing words or even knowing the scripture. It's lack of knowledge of him and his ways. And in these days if we're going to keep in step with him and be the people he wants us to be, we need to be in touch. You know, we need to be like the bet with our ear to the aleph. We need to be nestled up hearing what the heart of god is saying we need to be discerning people about what's coming across from our leadership that is not a negative thing we need to be able to see whether what we are being fed is instant mix or whether it has come from good, solid organic soil whether we're getting fed the real thing or whether we're getting fed something that's been chewed over to it's like cardboard I'm not against leadership please don't think I am because I'm in it but I do know that God has changed step that was part of what um, Chris Larkin's word was that she senses there's a change of rhythm God has changed direction he changed direction over the Pentecostal movement probably 40 years ago. He changed direction over the Charismatic movement when the Renewal movement came in. And now he's changed direction again. And we need to hear, as prophetic people, what that change is, what he's doing, where he's going. Because as A.W. Tozer says, it's no good tacking yourself onto the parade if you don't know where the parade is going. And most of us tack ourselves onto the parade because everybody else is on the parade but nobody bothers to say where's the parade going? I mean it could be one of these Chinese things with one of these Chinese dragons up the front for all we know. So t- time, I just sense that it's time that we stopped as he said when Joyce was praying for me. He just said it's time to cut the cackle. It's time to stop talking about things and spend the time that we talk to each other actually listening to him. He doesn't need us to talk to him, he needs us to listen to what he's saying. Because some of us are actually too busy in our minds, even if our bodies are still, our minds are still too busy. So we have to learn the art of stilling this thing that's between our ears because that's the thing that causes us the problem. So that we can hear the whisper of the Spirit of God. so the whisper I'm hearing this morning is you will listen up <laughs> this is the captain of your ship speaking <laughs> so this guy says here unfortunately failures like mine are often repeated throughout churches everywhere I had no thought of leaving a legacy and nobody ever challenged me on the subject it's interesting because time after time in the early years people said who's coming up behind you and I said well search me i I can't prepare someone to come up behind me it's not my job if the lord wants to perpetuate this ministry he'll bring people to learn and take up the baton and go and so i think he's doing that that's why these meetings are so important because uh, it's building tomorrow's church really many of us don't like the idea of legacy he says it reminds us we are mortal that our life is fleeting It causes us to reflect on how we've lived on how we are living some of us would like to convince ourselves that legacy is something to act on near the end of our life we don't like the idea of passing the baton on if it means another will rise higher we don't want to miss out now as far as I'm concerned I want you to overtake me I want to say here's my shoulder I'll give you a push get up I want you to go further higher faster because i can give you the springboard to doing that i've had my chance i'm still got my chance and i'm making the most of it i made a determination a long time ago that it was all or nothing and that i'm in for the long haul not the short sprint it's not a um as i think it's i can't remember who says it that it could be fb mayor that you know we make a commitment in a moment of emotion and then calls it God calls it in when it's all difficult Uh, and uh, that's when it gets hard but he he doesn't need hundreds of thousands of people he needs people who are committed to him and as Jesus would say his movement It's almost like Jesus' party is is as much a political party, if you like, if I can use that word, as as any other party. Are you going to join my movement, he says? Are you going to come and go the way I'm going? Because if you are, there are things we need to straighten up, tidy up, nip off out of your lives so that you're streamlined. Because he's actually looking for people who want to run. Um, and I think in these days I'm absolutely certain that the choices that we are making in everyday little things are determining where we will end up in the race at the end of the day. So only you can decide really whether you're up for the marathon or whether you want the short sprint because I'm seeing people falling out making choices and I've been under pressure this since about Wednesday or Thursday last week and the, the choices that I've had to make have been gritted teeth stuff. Because I don't want to blow it when I'm within an ace of handing over the baton. And I felt that the Lord was showing me, something he showed me years and years ago was um, a, a horseshoe. When you, they used to fit horses' shoes on their feet, they would put it into the fire on the with a pair of tongs, heat it right up, bring it out and then bash it about, and then plunge it in a bucket. That was the way they got the fit. And I felt that it was the fire of circumstance that I had been put in again like that horseshoe. But of course if the horseshoe doesn't stand the tempering, which is what's going on, the heating up, it's cast off. It's thrown out because the metal won't stand the pressure. So once you decide that you're going to go this way, the first thing you'll find is tests get harder hotter and you wonder what on earth's happening and a lot of you actually stood up for it at the um, last i think it was women of destiny conference wasn't it that they being the acceleration faster faster you know that sounds lovely oh yeah we want all the goody 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 but it isn't goody 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 it's a character thing and if there are character flaws god's going to bring the heat of the circumstance to purify the character flaws. That's that is that's what it's all about. It's so that the fruit of the spirit might come through. That's why I said with gritted teeth, large, dry teeth, faces. I was looking a bit at self-control this morning and I thought, no, I don't think i will go there. <laughs> <laughs> it was talking about Joyce Mayer saying, I'm going to lose those few pounds. I'm thinking, yes, yeah, so I might. I'm not going to have dessert and if I don't have dessert I'm going I'm to lose those few pounds. It's, it's all about the D words, you know, determination, discipline, development. Uh, when you're in the development cycle you're in the distress part of the cycle as well because, <laughs> you know, distress comes, thou hast enlarged me while I was in distress. We don't get enlarged when we're not in distress. Anyway that's that's, I think the the long and short of what the the last words to the Lord last night when I just zzzed off to sleep was Lord could you give me fresh bread in the morning and I woke up with this thing at six o'clock this morning so. And again I'm in transition so what you're seeing is me in actually in a state of transition between one place and another I don't know where the new place is so I don't quite know how to put my foot I know what my desire is to do but I'm not sure if that's all that God wants me to be doing that which I did before I'm finding very difficult to do Um, the the couple that went home from here this morning um, very much a healing ministry issue but with the years of (laughs) experience I have the girl is not ready not by a long way uh, but she wanted to come and every time the issue went to get addressed we went to sleep didn't we so at eight o'clock last night she said uh, am I gonna have some more prayer tonight and I looked at the clock and I thought no I said well darling you've been asleep all day and it wouldn't be a good time to start now So then she started to get interested in having ministry, and I thought, good, you go away hungry. Um, Because she is very damaged. There's no two ways about that. But also, when people like that are very damaged, there's a manipulative side to it. So they'll 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 string you along, you know. Because I can see I'm watching this with the, the the lady who's with her is absolutely marvelous. She's looking after her and I can't get out of the girlie history at all, uh, which is okay. I mean, she'll talk like that, so I can't hear her sing, um, which is fine. Um, but she's not ready. And I found my frustration level nearly at boiling point because I'm thinking, I've got work to do. And I'm sitting here watching her sleeping, really. <laughs> so eventually I sort of withdrew into the into the office and got cracking on what i was doing and my spirits lifted and i thought i'm enjoying this and i thought do you have to take your sprouts as well Barrel? There's <laughs> some nasty bits that you have to do as well but when i was uh praying about it this morning i said father you know any sort of saying what do you think i said well i don't think she's ready i think when she's really keen Uh, and that she understands what the implications are because the the lady with her is saying I don't want us to have to go through everything again I don't think there's anything necessary for that and I'm thinking there may not be necessary for that but I haven't found the Lord working any other way yet and when he does I'll be right up the front for seeing it because I'd love to go like that and see him healed completely Um, but some things just have to be faced and um, bless her heart she's 30 coming up this girl but you would think you're dealing with a 12 year old um but i've got this suspicion and it is only a suspicion uh, that what i'm dealing with is a jezebel with a jezebel child the spirit of a little girl because every now and again i'm often uh what shows through is an adult and I'm thinking I don't know if you ain't f- pulling me along here and when we ministered the first night to her again about nine o'clock at night there was this growly voice and I thought you know coming from, I thought I must have heard things so I spoke again and I thought mm. But because of the sensitivity of the situation and I kicked myself now. I didn't kick the thing out. Because I thought, I think I've got a biggie in there. But I'll just leave it for a minute and see. Um, so I missed my chance on that one, I think. But then I, th- I feel the Lord's saying you didn't miss it. So maybe he dealt with it, you know. But anyway, you don't need to know all these ins and outs. But maybe you do. Because if I'm handing over the baton, you need to know the pitfalls and the sort of things. You have to be so observant. The, your, your eyes, you have to, as I say, listen with your eyes and hear with your, see with your ears what's going on. You reverse your senses, really. Don't believe what you see with your eye. You believe what your, your inner eye is perceiving what because it's ne- it's rarely what you're getting given up the front end here. People will comply. Nodding dog. Particularly if they if they want your approval, they'll say anything you like. I've been studying my Bible. Good. Not impressed. Why t- why are you telling me that? That's it because because they want me to, want me to, you know. And I'm thinking I don't need to know that. How are you? You know, that's all I want to know. But you have to. It's like um. It's a fearful seeing. You can see what's going on, um, but it's the way that God sees, so it's okay, because it's not an unkind seeing, but it's a reality. We need to see with a reality, With that's what discerning is. Fallen discernment is judgment. So if you come into a situation where someone is being judgmental, you're hearing fallen discernment actually in operation. Because God never doesn't judge anybody. He will point out where there is something going on and then show you how to put it right. Because he's always gracious. Um, So if you hear someone talking about somebody else, you've got judgment creeping in. That's that's what you're hearing. And we need to nip it in the bud, really. You know, I'd rather terminate this conversation. I think it was Joyce Mayer, wasn't it? She said was it you that told me Gina that she said she'd learnt to when people were telling her things she suddenly realised she'd be in a conversation she didn't want and she'd say I think I need to, to stop this because it's not, it's not good how many of us have been caught what, like that with Christians drawn into conversations that we, with the, they're wanting us to agree and we're stuck there going like this and thinking no because it's just, it's just totally ungodly Anyway there we are that comes under the under the category of not addressing destructive be- patterns of behavior and conflict in church membership <laughs> we don't want to address it but you do have to address nasty things but you dress address it by going before the lord and chatting it over with him and asking him if what you're seeing is what's really happening you know and how do i deal with that father you know without how do I bring this? Graham tells that lovely story, doesn't he, of going to a Pentecostal church, and the man, second in leadership, had been God showed him had been backstabbing the leader no end, absolutely backstabbing him, and um, Graham said, "Well, you don't want me to tell him that, do you, Father?" So he said, "No. It's a re- God's redemptive." So he got the two men to stand back to back, the leader and the under leader, as it were. And in the hand of the one that had been backstabbing, he put a broom. And he said, God has placed you back to back with this man so you protect him and you've been standing with him and you've been, you know, defending him. And the bloke began to cry because he knew he'd not been doing that at all. And apparently a few days later, he came to Graham and said, you know, I hadn't. I've been backstabbing and Graham said, I know. Because God has shown him. But he was redemptive in the way he brought it out. So I suppose in the way of this young lady that's been here, the way God has allowed me to be redemptive is, I've sent them home with um, a a Neil Anderson um, Set Yourself Freedom in Christ book. And I've said, at your own pace, when she feels like it, work through this. And if you get any difficulties, give me a ring. That way, when the girl feels like doing a bit, she'll do it with someone that she's familiar with and happy with and doesn't feel under pressure. Because you get in my company and you'll, you'll get under pressure because I can't help it. I'm wanting to get cracking on whatever your problem is. And I'm sitting there like a hen on an egg waiting for us to get cracking and you're doing several circuits of the garden or something trying to dodge me so it can be so she goes to sleep the girl goes to sleep I understood that all right but I saw that I'd probably made a mistake in uh, saying yes so when the suggestion came up this morning uh, we'll come back and we'll do it I said just let's wait and see how she gets on because it may not be that the ministry is going to go that way I've got to be very careful. I've had a a prophetic word that I'm going to have to say no at times and it's going to be painful for me. Um, But it's going to be for the good of the other person, you know. Because all the time we're wanting people to stand on their own feet, be in relationship with God themselves. That is what a good shepherd does. Teaches the feet, the feet, the sheep. Where are you? Where is he? There you are. Very attentive. Teach the sheep to, um, there we are. (laughs) <laughs> Prize people. It's Matt. No, it's not Matt. Mush. Mush. Mush the new member. I think Sean's the best I'll never remember Mush. Um so it's it's um it's all about getting you on that vertical relationship without anybody in between. We do not need a Vicar of any shape, manner or form because it means vicarious, you know, a Vicar substitute we've got our substitute it's Jesus we don't need anyone you know what did Isaiah say in the year that King Azar died I saw the Lord high and lifted up who's your King Uzziah when King Uzziah dies you'll see the Lord when you get this thing that's out of the way of you seeing him you'll see the Lord can be anything or any person in the way of your communication with him can even be ourselves anyway right can i have a quick slurp is that all right i've just been asked what jezebel spirit is it's a it's a term that we give to a dominating controlling and manipulating spirit. One of the principalities, the other two are the Antichrist and Death and Hades. There are three major principalities, Jezebel, Antichrist, Death and Hades. And Jezebel often works hand in hand with the other two. Um, and her, uh, If you look at Jezebel in the Bible you'll see the way she operates. She operates by seduction, she operates by making the man Subordinate to her, she had Ahab, he was the king, she was the queen, and he just jumped you know he went to bed didn't he because he couldn't get naboth's vineyard, so shes i'll get it for you she's unscrupulous, and she goes for leadership uh you will You, you will often find her very prophetic, um, but her purpose is to Subjugate, if that's the right word, leadership to her desires, and eventually to take over. Cause she is the queen of takeover. She will take over in every area. Give her any ground at all, and she will take it over. And that is her purpose. I've watched her work in ministries. Uh, I've warned about seeing her uh, working through a person. A uh, very dangerous thing. Very charming often very talented and very prophetic <coughs> um, but the whole aim of it the goal of it is to take over leadership and to control it and to dominate it it's, it's often used very loosely in the church when I say loosely I mean far more than it should be oh she's got a Jezebel spirit I've been accused on many occasions to my face and behind my back of having a Jezebel spirit because as Steve Hedton said at one meeting, um, the problem is that you can't, people can't discern the difference between a strong woman and a Jezebel spirit. They said we need strong women. And so you, we can, if you're like me, you can get mistaken for a Jezebel spirit, uh, for a Jezebel, because I can walk into a church and threaten leadership without opening my mouth. And I don't do that on purpose. I don't even open my mouth but it's been prophesied that I would years ago that I would go and leaders would be nervous why I don't mean them any harm yes yes a man can have a Jezebel spirit too it's not a sexual thing Uh, But most often men will point to women as having a Jezebel spirit and often you'll find that the finger that is pointing uh, has actually got the thing itself, if you see what I mean. The accusing will be that. Graham retells the story of a man who'd accused him of embezzling money out of his business or out of his ministry or something and in actual fact the man himself was doing that. So you get accused of something and you know you're not doing it, you look straight back there and you can think, you probably are because you're accusing me of the very thing that you're doing. Um, there's ever such a fine line between leading the sheep and driving them, though, though the two are completely different. One walks up the front and the other one gets behind. Um but there's a lot of c- controlling dominating manipulating and and it's it's based in insecurity really when you come down to leadership they are insecure question that's it When you're dealing with a Jezebel spirit in a person, often there's a strong um, uh, sexual undertone. It can be a woman then, or, uh, you know, uh, that, that it's a seduction issue, you see. She seduces, and she seduces people away, and she seduces leadership. And it can be an, actually, you know, a physical, sexual thing. So yes, yeah, she's got a wide range. If you have a look at her, she did her eyes up, didn't she? When she and the eunuchs threw her down, she was getting ready to seduce again. It's a witchcraft thing. I think yeah. I think it was, um, yes, yes, yeah. I think Steve Steve Sampson did. It's called "I Was Always on My Mind." I think, Steve Sampson's book on Jezebel. But it's something, as I say, it's bandied about too much in church circles because, um, and, and misunderstood. If you've ever come up against a Jezebel spirit in a person, it's really quite interesting. This is what will happen. The chin goes up, it's haughty, and it laughs. And you think I'll wipe the smile off your face, sunshine? Out you come, you know, <laughs> kick your bottom all the way to the lake afar. But that is the way it will manifest itself: um, manifest in domination, manipulation, and control. So it can't get one way; it get the other. Uh, not a nice, not a nice thing to come up against at all. But very, very often present where there has been. Um, uh, sexual promiscuity because it will, it will open up that will open it up it will open the way up um, wide ranging witchcraft because it's uh, basically witchcraft is, is to dominate it's a desire for power and controlling people so you can get soulish witchcraft a lot of that goes on Drawing people away for your own purposes. Like Absalom. That soulless witchcraft. He sat at the gate, didn't he? Of uh, of Jerusalem. When people were coming to see his father. Oh, fall in behind me and I'll give you what you want. There's always a promise in it. Same as Lucifer did it in the first place. With the fallen angels. Fall in behind me and I'll give you some power. doesn't change the way it operates. The same uh, power is behind it. And it's a desire for power, rulership, um, usurped power. It's not, it's not power that is its by right, it usurps power. Being in leadership is fraught with hazards, absolutely fraught with them. You, you're really very blessed if you can walk a straight course in leadership because you've got your own flesh to contend with. <laughs> you've got your ear, oi! <laughs> it sort of rises up every now and again sorry what jezebel which uh, soulish witchcraft very widespread soulish prayer very widespread. in the, uh, yeah because you wouldn't get it outside the manor um they're all into it out there um sorry when you try to persuade people by the power of your um personality you know always a charismatic leader always a charis. Oh, oh is he what's he using what power is he using to you know cause you to be excited about him this probably is good the antichrist is going to be very very persuasive attractive man he's going to be attractive he's not going to be not attractive is he people ain't going to follow that he's going to have a good package test it out pray about you cannot not pray you cannot in these days it's got to be just everything has got to be brought to the light you know like hold your five pound note up it got it got that line through it yeah it's all right then i think you can't even trust that now can you someone said you can only go by the feel of the note now because they have perfected getting the line through the thing see in these days we are going to be up against tremendous deception that's why we need to know the truth we don't want to look at the deception we want to look at the truth so that when the deception comes we can say error spit it out that's why when I was looking at this word of Chris Larkins I picked up a few words that disturbed me the word "dominions" twice in in 24 hours someone has said well if If we've got dominion, like God says, we've now got dominion, didn't we ought to be able to go to these countries where there's no food and speak to the wheat and tell it to grow? I said, where'd you get that one from? I have not got that revelation this week. I may have it next week. I mean, you go where God tells you. You are his servant. You do what he tells you to do you done don't take that sort of so i pick up in this thing god's given us dominion i'm thinking oh no bother no find out what she means by dominion don't go into a flurry barrel but because i'm doing this study on the new age and the stuff i mean they believe in a jesus they believe in a christ that is coming it's not the christ we know that's why I'm so against people saying Christ all the time. It's Jesus Christ. You start saying Christ to a new age, they'll identify with you right away. Absolutely. Yes, it. That's it. That's it. You just, you just got to you know what you know, what you know, what you know, and you need to be able to smell it. It's ever so interesting because in the opening part of, I'm not going to get to Psalm 132, am I, of the notes that I was doing, I said, I'm I'm up for for shaking you today and I'm not going to apologise for it and some of you are going to be leaping about over what I'm going to say. But I'm a watchdog and I'm barking. And I saw it's, it in, um, what's name, Chris Larkin said the role of a leader is to be um a, a watchdog and there was another word that she used and I thought, well, that's it woof woof but you see sorry rock I'll say <laughs> I can bite with these teeth as well as smile with them that's right yeah um, that's why in these days we need to know the Word of God we need to know what his plan and purpose is for our lives and for the world you know what it's all about what we're in that's why when I got this thing I'm thinking where's her theology are we dominion teaching? Is the church going to bring in this thing? Because as you read through it, it looks as though um, we're going to have a worldwide revival and, and the church is going to turn the world upside down and every, and it's time we got into taking, up, taking this place over and getting it up the right way and I thought it's never going to happen, dear. It's not what my Bible tells me. And I was looking this morning in Mark, I was, happened to be reading it, and it's watch, watch, watch. And she talks about changing of the guard. She says there's a changing of the guard. And I thought about that. And I thought, when you change the guard, it, they, the other guards go off because they're tired. The church is tired. The leadership is tired. It's been doing the same thing repetitively with the same result for so long. It's tired. And God has said, change the guard. And she's gone off onto this global church thing and I would have preferred that she hung about with the changing of the guard. So I started looking up the word guard in the Greek so I could see what it says. And it's watch, steward, observe, be alert. You know, all those words that we need to be alert. Britain needs alerts, so we need to be alert we really do need to be wide awake because God's changing the guard and the old order of things is gone and as is so often the case with the Lord we haven't even seen it go we're in something new and we're suddenly in territory that we don't recognize at all and we try to scuttle back to the old as fast as we can because it's familiar there please close the door Lord so as we can't <laughs> Because it's the prophetic, the worshippers and the intercessors that are in the forefront of what God is, all, is doing. They may not be able to tell you what it is, but they're saying, this is the way to come. Don't go that way, this way. Uh, because that's what it is. That's why he's put prophetic, worshippers and intercessors in the body, so that they will show. So, full trust... Total dependency, absolute cling. We might get round to Psalm 131. Two. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just going to turn it off for a minute. If